And it goes a little something like this. Hey, Motors, how we doing today? Y'all out here got to today. I'm always singing, right? That's ridiculous. I can't help it. I love it. Um, but it's honestly because I be feeling so good. I hope y'all guys feeling good. Sending love, light, and healing to you as always. Thanks for your support. You are genuinely appreciated. Please feel free to write in, comment, review, like, subscribe, share. Whoever might need to hear a couple words from a friend from afar. Just because I am in Jersey doesn't mean that I'm not right around the corner. I'm in whatever you need me to be. All you got to do is click that link. Okay, now let's get into it. So for the month of February, you already know, I am going to just be saying some quotes from just dope as black people for Black History Month. So today I have, when you love a man, he becomes more than a body. His physical limbs expand and his outline recedes, vanishes. He is sweet and rich and right. He is part of the world, the atmosphere, the blue sky and the blue water. And that's by Gwendolyn Brooks. And I think that's so dope. And it goes right into our episode today. And we're going to be talking about vulnerability. I was on Facebook late the other night. And I'm always on, I'm always up late. Like, that's when my creative juices start flowing. That's just what I do. And I know I'll be having these square moments. So by now, y'all should know that I'll be meaning it. But I do be having some good insight when I do have those square moments. Squirrel moments. So back to the program. Um, I was up late. And I just noticed it was really, really late. Maybe like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And I was scrolling on Facebook. I had already created my little memes and stuff, my content to post. And um, it was just a lot of men on there. Like, a lot of men and it just made me realize that it was a lot of heartbroken men out there so I just simply posted it seems like men familiar with heartbreak are all that's active right now is women that love you kings work on you until you can reflect the type of man you want to be for the woman you want to attract and a couple of guys put up some hearts and stuff like that and um you know, it just made me feel bad because a lot of times, you know, all we do is want love. We want that unconditional love. We want the love where, you know, they know when we're off. They, you know, just come and hug us when we need it. We break down and cry. Like all the little movie stuff. Like people might act like they don't want that movie loved. We do. We do. Nobody. There's nobody out here that says, absolutely, you better not love me unconditionally. Why would you do that? I don't deserve love unconditionally. Now, it is some people that do genuinely feel that way. And that's another story. But all in all, you know, everybody wants to be loved as humans. That is what we want, you know, and, you know, it made me feel bad because a lot of the times we repeat the cycle over and over again because we're not giving ourselves enough time to heal, to process that hurt, to be able to pick away what we want to take and apply to the type of person we want to meet next and what we don't want to attract anymore as far as the negative things that we saw in that ex. 
And, you know, people don't understand that X stands for example. X stands for experience, uh, also stands for excruciating. It's like, I'm just kidding. But, you know, you get what I'm saying. X is for a reason. And it's like, I have literally seen as I started dating and having relationships, um, the quality of my relationships, you know, got better. Now, it might have been things that I didn't experience before that made them, um, less favorable than other relationships. But as far as like the caliber, stuff like that, it consistently grows as I meet people and I date because I'm able to take the things that I do like out of these experiences and leave the things that I do not like out of those experiences, right? So um, there might be a guy that didn't really have too much time for me, you know, but when he did, we would go hiking, uh, we would fish and just spend hours, like the entire day together, you know, just doing nothing. And I never knew I liked to fish. I never knew that I enjoyed hiking. I did with him and that's what I found out. So that's something that I actually tell people I enjoy doing now, you know, and that was, that, that was a very positive experience, regardless of the overall experience I had with him. That was very positive and something that I added onto the things that I liked because he, um, exposed me to different experiences. And when you're with people that expose you to different things, it allows you to be a more rounded person. Um, you honestly don't even really know if you like something until you try it. Like a lot of the times, oh, we don't like this. We don't like that. But you don't know if you don't like this or like that. A lot of the things that we don't like off bat is because of our families or somebody else has some kind of stigma about that. So automatically they put that shit on you. But you know, do you know if you genuinely like something or not? Have Do you physically try stuff to see if you like it or not, right? So anyway, I want to know, have you ever been with someone that knows your deepest, darkest secrets, uh, experiences, um, embarrassing moments, uh, things that you never told anyone else? That's vulnerability. That is vulnerability. You know, um, I remember those people. I remember people that were genuinely just raw with me, like, uh oh, they're telling me all that, you know, but they felt that comfort being around me and they felt that they could release and vent and express themselves to me because this is a safe place. So I always welcome it. And I'm not a snitch per se. Um, I hate the word snitch, but when it comes to stuff like that, when somebody pillow talks to you or somebody tells you something that is very near and dear to them, you should not be running around telling their business, you know, because how would you feel in that situation? And that's how I look at it. It's people out there that told my business. They try to shout that shit across the mountains, honey. I don't care. People still like me. I'm, I still, I'm still me. I'm still dope. I didn't lose anybody because you said that. You know what I mean? People still want to be around me. People still in love with me too. It was good, you know, but it just speaks volumes for that person's character because instead of reflecting, they're deflecting. And um, it just shows how much growing they have to do. But as always, since I kill them with kindness, it's always love, light, and healing over here, babe. I don't hate anyone. I don't have any negative feelings towards anyone. You can do better. I ain't going to tell you that. That's your life. But I am going to remove myself from the situation. And it's as simple as that. But when you're with somebody that you love and you care for and you have that relationship with them, how vulnerable, you know, 
is that person able to be with you? So just think about your whole circle, everybody around you, your closest family, friends, whatever. Are they vulnerable with you? Do they talk to you? You know, is it only like, you know, when you're celebrating or can they call you and be that, you know, and you be that shoulder for them to cry on? Can they call you and be able to tell you like, oh, my God, girl, I'm about to leave this job or, you know, I think I'm about to move across the country, you know, or is it only like, hey, you want to go out and have some drinks? Like, do they consider you an associate or they're just, you know, they, they know you or have a relationship with you because you're family, your blood or do they genuinely look at you like a friend? Do they consider you somebody that they can run to? Because um, a lot of people don't understand that you have friends, but you might be a friend to somebody, but they ain't necessarily a friend of you, you know? So um, I would say for me, um, vulnerability is definitely one of the most intimate things that you can do with someone. Um, to me, it trumps sex and all of that. I feel as though if I'm able to be vulnerable with you, I know that I could truly build with you. I know that you can hold water. I know that it could possibly be us against the world. Um, but, you know, typically women, autom- we, we most of the time we feel vulnerable with men. You know, I don't know if it's just because we're women automatically, like when you're with a man, you 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 have to in some way feel protected by him to be with him not to say um you know that sometimes that is not the case and it's the last person that protects you or you know uh all that stuff shout out to all um domestic violence survivors i am one myself but um you know it, it they they take that vulnerability that we give them and they're manipulative with it and that's how it turns into all of this other craziness so you know we always hear about it with women um you know women being vulnerable with men and men taking advantage or whatever the case may be. But how many times do we hear that with women, um, that women can't accept or don't know how to handle a man that's being vulnerable. And, you know, it's definitely a thin line because a lot of men want to deal and process stuff on their own. You know, as women, we always want to be a fixer. What's wrong, honey? What can I do? And sometimes they just need a minute to think of it on their own, figure it out on their damn own. They'll be I Ain't nothing to do with you. They'll be back. But also, I don't think sometimes as women, we understand when men are crying out. You know, they're not physically going to cry out like us. They're not physically going to express why, you know, they're mad at their best friend and all that stuff. But, you know, you can tell by your man's body language. Um, if something's going on and I must say, um, like I was saying before, my most intimate moments with men is when they were vulnerable and able to cry and just genuinely go through whatever emotions that they were feeling. And, um, you know, that, that was some of my most memorable experiences and relationships with the opposite sex, you know what I mean? Because here this man is on the outside, you know, he's a man, um, he's doing everything that he has to do, you know, he, in every aspect of being a man, he is showing up and for him to like cry to you, you know, simply, um, crying out for his lost loved ones, you know, cause he feels so alone and stuff like that. Like that shit tugs on your heartstrings, you know, and you know, it's always uncomfortable when someone's crying and you know, the, you can't, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. All you can do is try to console them, you know? So literally just letting him lay in my lap. You know, while I rubbed his back and he, my, my pants were soaking wet when he was done. He, he laid there for like an hour, you know, but I think that that created a bond between us that will never 
go anywhere because he was able to have that release with me for his lost loved ones. And I never would scold him for it. I think that's one of the sexiest human uh, intimate things that a man can do with a woman, you know, because it's not usual. It's not something that happens all the time. So I said that to say, ladies, hold on to your man when you're having a breakdown. Release. Crying is releasing for everybody. Everybody. So don't you sit here and you boo-boo, ha-ha, kiki, you know, and you could go through all the notions, but that man can't. He's human. That's just like men that don't like us um, burping or pooting in front of them and stuff. If you don't get out my damn face, like, I am a human like you. You know, if we just ate, I got to go to the bathroom like you do, bruh. You know what I mean? I understand we just getting to know each other, all that. Yes, you know, you're still filling it out. But I am not about to be leaving some, leaving your house to go home to, to take a dump and come back. No, if I got to go home and do that, I'll see you tomorrow. You know, but um, besides that, there go that squirrel moment again. Besides that, you know, your men should know that they can um, just lean on you. You know, it, it's just like I was saying in the episode before this with um, AJ Nothing But A Number, like, People have to know that you're there for them. You know, people have to know that no matter what, like they can open up to you and be themselves. They can release, you know, built up frustration. You know, they're fighting the world. They come inside and they should be able to, uh, you know, just just be themselves, you know, they shouldn't have to come from outside and fighting the world and they got to fight you too. Not to say if he ain't doing what the hell he got to do, you don't got to put him in his place. Because that, that go both ways. Everything that I'm saying can go both ways. Please don't run with it, men. Please don't run with it, women. But for those that know, some of these hit home for some of y'all. So you know, you know. And at the end of the day, if it did hit home, it just means that you need to check out your home a little better, a little more. You know what I mean? And really dig deep as to why you feel that way. And you can sit here and cry and boohoo or whatever. Or, you know, you're just emotionally unavailable. And a lot of men are actually emotional and available. So that's something that we don't experience because of that. But I think that's why it's so important to me. When a man is emotionally available and he's venting to me, like that means everything because he's available and open to his emotions. He's tapped in. If a man is ignoring his emotions, those emotions are just suppressed and then turns into trauma. But if a man is processing his emotions, that 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 those emotions are not stored and does not become trauma. He is letting them go. And all you got to do is help him and just sit there sometime and just be quiet. You know, you don't always have to sit here and talk to your peoples or whatever. Sometimes you're just being around each other is all you need. I'll sit here and be quiet with you in a minute and sit here and journal, write in my book. You know, it's our presence, it's our energy that we can feed off of. We don't have to actually say something all the time to get that. So um, how important is communication to you? You know, do you feel like with communicating that that plays into the vulnerability and the intimacy and all that stuff? Um, To me, I do think it's very important because if you're unable to communicate, then the vulnerability won't come into play. Um, you're not going to be vulnerable with somebody that you feel don't understand you or can comprehend what the hell it is that's coming out of your mouth. 
Um, so communication is huge. Um, I wish I could have the word communication tattooed across my forehead and I would change my name legally to communication if it meant that people would know to communicate when they talk to me. Um, because I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking and all of that. And we could agree to disagree, but you are not going to sit here and shut me up and I'm not going to express myself. Because if I feel that way, then I'm not going to say anything. Hence, we're not communicating and we're not friends. This ain't that. So... Can you talk to your significant other about anything? Because again, if you're not communicating, then it's mad stuff that your significant other doesn't even know. And how significant are they if you can't even talk to them? How significant are they if they can't come to you and apologize about some shit they done did, knowing that they did it and it probably bothered you? How significant is this person if they consistently do shit that they know they shouldn't be doing? And of course, we got free will. You can do whatever the hell you want. But all I know is that if I care for somebody, I'm not going to consistently do something that I know that they don't like. And again, with communication, I should know what that is because they told me. Hmm, Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me, though. I be truly want to know. Because to me, I could sit for hours and, and talk to my people. Like anybody that I've been with, for the most part, we sit and we get down and dirty talking. Like I know all kinds of weird things. They know all kinds of weird things. I even have a game that I play that makes us ask questions to about each other, you know, just to get us out of the box and, um, you know, just add value um, and variety to our conversations. So I'm all about that. And, um, you know, sometimes when people are emotionally unavailable, they don't even understand that it's certain experiences that are unable to play out because it, it's, it's not possible without being vulnerable. So you think about all of the people that's emotionally unavailable and it's mad people that then bypass them or that they can't truly connect with. That is for them simply because they are emotionally unavailable, hence unable to be vulnerable. You know, and, and stuff like that. And I mean, it is like physical vulnerability, stuff like that. But yeah, I know for the most part, I'm not talking about materialistic shit. I do. But, you know, to an extent, it's like that maybe a, 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 if it's five layers, that might be one of them. But it's not the most important ever. Because you already know, for the most part, we can take care of ourselves. Right motives? All right. And if we can, we work it on the right motives. All right then. You know, so I think that vulnerability is the greatest form of intimacy. Um, I absolutely love to be vulnerable. I absolutely, I, I'm a little clingy when I know you're vulnerable, when I, I gotta be vulnerable, baby. Like I could be vulnerable with you. Like I like to go to hotels and jacuzzis and let's have a night, a whole romantic thing. Like I play the whole Valentine's thing. Y'all. I don't gotta be Valentine's day. Like not at all. Um, short story. Uh, I conceived my son on Valentine's day. He was born on December 14th, 40 weeks to the two, 10 months to the two. So, um, yeah, your girl just happens to be fertile around that time. So anyway, but, um, yeah, I, I, I love, um, just, I'm just a hopeless romantic, you know, um, not hopeless. I would say I'm a romantic that has hope. Um, but yeah, you know, let's try to crack into ourselves a little more, start being a little vulnerable or a little more vulnerable with the people around us. It's a crazy world out here, guys, and so many of us feel alone. So many of us feel so isolated, and there's nothing wrong with solitude if that's what you want, but if you feel like you're in quicksand or a a black hole and you can't get out of it, like you don't know who that person is, talk to your people, love on your people, 
as always, always love. To respond to a question, make a suggestion for an episode, to be a guest, or give feedback, reach out to us at info at You can also find us on social media at Tone Motivates, on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and at Shades of Tone underscore podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, you can find us at ToneMotivates.com where all of those links are as well.